1: Hello, I'm Graham Simpson. I am the Seekers representative as well as the historian and biographer.
0: And I'm Christopher Patrick, author of the book ABBA Let the Music Speak, a forensic look at ABBA's music, published in 2008, and very happily co-author with my colleague Graham Simpson on the book The Seekers, the 50-year recorded history of Australia's first supergroup. Graham, you did dangle a carrot uh, earlier about the fact that we have a possible rarities uh, compilation.
1: Do tell. Do tell. Well, that harks back to what I was saying about um, one of the positives about the fact that the touring and the recordings ended is there's time, you see, because in the past, the, the desire has been there to sort of explore further, but there's always been a project, a current project, and s- sort of never time to devote to, to it. But, and look, I never like to say anything definitively like, uh, in instances like this because even though I know what is around, I wouldn't like to build people's hopes up in case the rights are too hard or the master recordings don't exist. But, so I talk about the hit list and if, the uh, another positive is if if anyone can help this all come to fruition, it's the the, the DECA team. You know they they've just know how to um, make all those things happen. So one thing I think that may delight you is we'll look much more closely now at being able to. Um, get the rights to the Seeker's Golden Collection, which is the first album you heard. And all those tracks that you've mentioned throughout the uh, podcast that we've done mm. will finally see the light of day. That you know. would be f- incredible. It really would be. So yeah. there's those, um, and they're um, unique in their own way. And it's really only people that have that old 1969 vinyl uh, that have heard those uh, tracks. Uh, So those. Now, one thing, I mentioned the My Music Bowl before and having been there, and of course everyone knows that footage that's available so well, Judith in that iconic green gown and um, the four songs that they did, which were Come the Day, uh, uh, Morning Town Ride, The Carnival Is Over and Georgie Girl. And everybody thinks because it's so long ago that they only ever did the four songs but having been there they did seven songs but they weren't all filmed because they had to condense it to end uh, the Seekers Down Under TV special and there was really only four uh, time for the four songs and um But the tapes do exist. Uh, I know that for a fact. Uh, And the other three songs from memory were A World of Our Own, The Leaving of Liverpool, interestingly, which I'm sure is a track that you love from that um, World of Our Own album in 1965. Beautiful performance, lead by uh, Judith. Very much in the Carnival's Over vein, that vocal, I think you'd probably agree with me. Um, And Red Rubber Ball. So that was the, the seven. I mean, th- we do think they didn't come on stage until 3.15 and people started arriving at the at 6am on a very, very hot day. It was a long, long wait to get seven songs, but, you know, you've seen the footage, you've seen the reaction from that crowd. Uh, so it'd be lovely to actually have those um, all available. Very nice. uh, so there's that. There are there's a whole performance from Expo '67 in uh, Canada. Uh, not not just the performance they did for the Ed Sullivan show, but they did the outdoor show as part of Pop Goes the Commonwealth. And there is a clip online of one song, "Georgia Girl." It's only been seen a few times. Judith's in a short white. Uh, mini dress, and uh, they do Georgie But there's probably about a half an hour performance.
0: That's the Ed Sullivan show. No, no. no. That
1: Ed Sullivan show was done uh, in colour on that um, uh, trip, uh, but they were part of Pop Goes the Commonwealth as well. They were brought over. So it was a variety bill with um, uh, that famous boomerang thrower, Frank Frank, I'm sorry, Frank, I can't remember your last name. Uh, Rolf Harris, I think. Um, uh, Bobby Lim, Mm -hmm. Pat and Olivia, uh, and The Seekers, uh, headlining. And that's, I think, almost a half an hour concert. And they do, When the Stars Begin to Fall, Red Rubber Ball uh, and The Hits. And, uh, you know, those tapes do exist. It comes down to... The rights to them and being able to acquire them or license them. So that's something we can explore. Uh, there are the very rare, rare sea shanties and you, you've you heard those of course. Uh, Eddie Stone Light. In mm-hmm. fact we've mentioned them all in the coffee oh, table. Oh, yes we do. Uh, and Arovan.
0: A rovin, A rovin, Since Rovin's been my rule I will go no more a ro-
1: Leave her, Johnny. Leave her. Yes. Um, and there is one more. Uh, 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 blow the man down. That's it. Ah, I think there okay. were five though. But anyway. Oh, well, that's good. I that's good be, enough. I, yeah, that could be the one that's that got away. Enough.
0: That's enough uh, tantalising. Uh, I think
1: there is um, the three jingles that they did for three A K Melbourne Radio when it went twenty four hours. So there were there was. Um, uh, the one for the Bob Rogers show, uh, who of course is still on air here, here in, uh, in Sydney and, uh, just a couple of generic ones, but they're very, very early recordings of the group together, you know, before they'd even done their first W and Uh, and there are two very rare Coca-Cola jingles that were recorded in America and, uh, they're fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. uh uh, all the big artists in america at that time recorded coke jingles you know the uh, spencer davis group and uh, uh, petula clark did when she visited tom jones did um the supremes big big names Uh, and the seekers did too and there's one and i have both of them there's one that still makes me laugh now because it was a different era and um it's it's basically that things go better with Coca-Cola on a Saturday night, and uh, there's a line that Judith sings: um, "Pass that pass that tray of Coke around, come on, Daddy, let your hair hang down." Well, of course, in this day and age, passing the tray of Coke around is something entirely different than what it was in 1967. Yes, they've taken but,
0: away the, the the four little. Uh, uh, spelling of coke on the bottles now haven't they for yep. that reason Are you ready for this? The Seekers are here Things go better with Coca-Cola Things go better with Coca-Cola Put a tray of coke around Come on daddy let your hair hang down Coke Makes life more fun It's a real life one
1: But uh, yeah so they, they exist as well and uh, look, there's one that is, I have been trying to get it for the last 20 years. The film
0: version of Georgie Girl, by the well, that, that
1: I Well, I was going to get to that. I'm not going to mention what the jingle is that I've, I I do know of, and I have it, but I don't know whether I can get the rights to it. But that's a fantastic one, and one right out of the blue. And only I mean, ever got heard on air once. So, what was the other one you just mentioned? Georgie
0: Girl, the film version. Yeah, because it a has lot of different people lyrics.
1: don't, don't realise that. Mm. My favourite version of Georgie Girl is the two, the opening and closing credits of the film, rather than the hit single. The lyric is different, and um, it's just a different feel. I mean, the hit single, of course, is wonderful, everyone loves it, but the opening and closing credits tell more of the story of the film. And... It's Unfortunately, it only exists on the DVD of Georgie Girl or whenever you see the film on television. But no one has been able to locate in England or um, America, can't even remember where, they can't remember where it was recorded, Uh, likely to be England, but um, where the masters are. And unfortunately... The opening credit, the closing credits have the song over the credits. But um, James Mason and Lynn, um, Lynn Redgrave have got married in that final scene, and there's church bells ringing, you know, and and crowd noises from people because they're on the steps of the church. So you, the song is battling that. So that's another challenge to to now that the time is. We've got the time to do it, to try and dig a little deeper and see whether those master tapes have been kept somewhere. So there's those. And then um, I do have uh, a a recording of what turned out to be their farewell tour in 1968 when they did um, New Zealand after they'd done Australia. They did A Week in Melbourne in in that run. They filmed The World of the Seekers on that. uh, tour. And they did shows in every state in Australia. They did a week at the Palais Theatre in Melbourne, which which is where I saw them. And uh, then went on to New Zealand. And it was in New Zealand on the 14th of February that Judith actually wrote her resignation and sent it to Eddie Jarrett, giving six months. But uh, that concert does exist, the Auckland one. And I've also got all the reviews and the, you know, the press photos and things from that particular city, but the show, and I know I've mentioned this to you before, uh, you know, the the final show for the BBC, Farewell and Talk of the Town, with the same repertoire, um, it was different uh, in New Zealand. It was largely the same, but the opening number was different. Judith Solo was different. They included When Will the Good Apples Fall as a live recording, which had never happened in, in the 60s before. So, again, there's, there's that. So there might be highlights out of that. It's a desk mix, and they can be tricky sometimes. I mean, luckily, we've got someone like Michael Cristiano at our disposal. If anyone can s- sparkle them up the best they can be, it's him, but whether some of them, um, I've heard this, this recording several times, and um, because it's a desk mix, when they step back to take their applause, it's not going out front, but through the desk, you can hear over the applause, or during the applause, Bruce might be saying something to Judith, like, um, or Judith might say to Bruce, your guitar strap's a bit loose, or, I mean, I made those up, but whether those things can be taken out or whether we look at them in the context of what it was. It's like, oh, well, this is what used to happen on stage. So one way or another, um, you know, we we can all team up with, with um, uh, Decca and pull a pretty special
0: project together, I think. I think it sounds a very very worthwhile endeavour and I uh, applaud it. I think it's a great idea.